All right. Well, it's Heart of the Matter long, and let's begin with a word of prayer. Father, thank you for life. We pray that the seekers of spirit and truth will join in and be benefited by the message and that what's not worthy or good will be forgotten. Bless Kathy Maggs as she gets this out to people who are watching from home and that we will be effective in your hand at reaching people for truth in Jesus' name. Amen. Tonight's kind of a uh, pragmatic show. It's not, I'm not going to be pulling from scripture. In fact, it's going to be pretty subjective, but it's important and I'll tell you why. Uh, most of you know that I've been a Christian for over 20 years and have been active in full time mission uh, work for 18. And during the past 15 years or so ago, I've been able, uh, by the grace of God and his abiding hand, to hotly pursue uh, the the ministry and his uh, will, hopefully, uh, while being married, thanks to my wife, and father of three now adult daughters and grandfather to two grandsons and, and a father-in-law to two great sons-in-law. And uh, once I came to Christ in 1997, we pretty much lost everything materially when we embarked on our life dedicated to him. But he told me one night, and you might be familiar with that story, in my heart, not audibly, uh, that my job was to ride. My job's to pedal. Pedal the darn bike. He says, I'll build as you go. You just pedal. And so I want to talk to you about the ride. I want to talk to you about the pedaling as a Christian and how I approach mine minute to minute. Not that I'm great or anything, but the reason I'm doing that is because I am, of all the questions I am asked by people when we set aside doctrine and you set aside problems or, or, or things, people, they just want to know about the, the ministry, et cetera. The question I'm asked more than anything else is, where do you find the time to do the stuff you do? How, how do you find the time to do the, the different things you do? And they're referring to uh, the fact that we produce videos and, and, uh, that, uh, write books and, and speak and, and counsel people uh, along with, you know, having a family and, and so, uh, and the responsibilities that come along with that. So I'm also asked by young Christians, you know, how do you know what, way to approach life as a Christian? How do you know what's important? Should I, should I focus on my job and my career? And, and it's really tough for, for a lot of Christians to know what the balance is. You know, we're here in this flesh. Should I make a lot of money? Should I focus on uh, being an engineer or should I be a Christian and just kind of just share Jesus with my life? That kind of goes on and on. So I realize that the subject's super subjective and, uh, but, um, it does have application to us as Christians when we ask that philosophical question, how should I live? And, and, and so it goes hand in hand with how do you accomplish the stuff you do in your life? How do you balance that with family and, and, and money? And, and what is the, the means by which you do this, right? So um, uh, some people have a very objective lockstep answer to their thing. They, they've got that down and that's their right. Others believe that the answer can only come from the individual soul, that it's the relationship they have with God. And I'm, I'm very big on that. And some have an ordered set of priorities that um, uh, I would never embrace, uh, but that they embrace and those ordered set works for them. So um, I happen to believe that life as a Christian is a two-lane highway. 
You may not. You may be a Calvinist and believe it's all despotically run by God, but I believe it's a two-lane highway. I think God is calling down and and he's assisting and reaching and we are calling up and that it's this two-way street that he works with us and he gets us involved too. And it's not just this uh, imperial, you will do this. I want you to do this exactly. I think there's a give and take. And he wants us to make choices and live our life. And he wants us to learn balance as Christians. That's why he leaves us in flesh that has to be fed and taken care of and paid for. So we're learning as Christians to prioritize and to seek him and love him. So coming out from years of religious uh, circles that were populated by very religiously minded people, I've seen the extreme approaches people take and everything in between from doing nothing. I, in a school of ministry, we had guys who just said, I'm just waiting on the Lord, you know, just, I'm just, I'm sitting on the mountaintop and I'm just waiting. Uh, I won't, I won't move until the Lord moves. And you know, that sounds really good on paper, but is that how it's supposed to work? Does God literally puppeteer us from the mountaintop over to, you know, help the poor back to loving our wife over to, I mean, is that what's going on? Or are, do we have desires? Do we have creativity? Are we made in his image to act? And then how does he partner with us in that process? So in my twenties and thirties, I spent a lot of time, a lot of time, uh, examining the advice on how should I live, that philosophical question. And I, and I consulted the great thinkers, Socrates and Descartes and, and Kant and Locke and Schopenhauer and, and Kierkegaard and Sartre and Camus and Marx and, uh, Dostoevsky and Rand and Edwin uh, Ludwig von Mises and, uh, uh, of course, Herman Hess and J.D. Salinger. I just listened to a book by him again. And, you know, I, I tried to figure out what do these people who are thinkers have to say about living life? But in the face of the living God, I really didn't see a lot of solutions coming from them completely. Once I became more biblically uh, literate, which happened after leaving Mormonism and I, uh, continues to grow this day, I hope, by the Holy Spirit, I cited, I started to see a process, if you will, uh, or a template. I started to see an order of priorities upon which I wanted to live my life as a Christian. All right. And I began to see them as being valid for me. And that's all I'm sharing with you. What's valid for me. So I'm going to share this view with you now. And if there's a need in your life for reordering your priorities, or understanding how to live, that that great uh, question, uh, maybe this will be of use to you. And let me introduce to you the model or a template. And I hate to do this because I hate sports analogies uh, because they're so, sports are so filled with life analogies, you know. You could take a coach who knows football or something and he could just he could teach you all sorts of things through the analogy of the game of football. You know, you got to run to catch the pass and all that stuff. Well, I have to appeal to this because it makes most sense. And the name of our show is First, Second, and Third Before Home. First, Second, and Third Before Home. And so I just want you to imagine a, a baseball diamond. Professional baseball field, beautifully lit, green grass, no players on the field. It's just the diamond, okay? You're standing at home plate, 
And, and there you are, you're looking at these destinations. So imagine that infield in your mind. We're not going to talk about the outfield at all because it doesn't have any part in you progressing through life through first, second, third, and home. All right. So you're standing at home plate with a bat and, uh, 90 feet away is first, 90 feet away is second, 90 feet away is third, 90 feet away is home plate. The goal is to score a point every hour or every day or every week or every month. You don't score a point in, in our game that we are playing together relative to Christianity and, and living life. You don't score a point unless you've touched all bases. All right. And you touch them in an order. You don't get in baseball, you don't get to hit the opportunity pitched to you or the difficulty pitched to you, the temptation pitched to you. You don't get to hit that and then run to second. Or you don't get to hit it and just jump up and down on home and say, I've, I've scored. You have to run the bases. And the bases are in order. You cannot mess around with the order. The order are the way you ultimately score a point. Now, what we're talking about here for our uh, purposes is you're scoring a point in your life relative to God and being a Christian, okay? We can call that a crown. We can call it fruit. And like I said, we are scoring those points every minute of every day through this process. We're scoring them in a longer term every hour. We're scoring them in a longer term every week, every month, every year, and then in the course of our life. Have we gone to first, second, third, and then home in the course of our life? So what do those bases represent? I want to talk you through them. You stand at home plate. An opportunity is pitched to you. Hey, you want to become a CPA? A a challenge is pitched to you. Hey, there's a woman that wants to sleep with you who's not your wife. Uh, Anything is pitched to you, okay? And you take a swing at it, okay? And you take a swing and you hit it. And you embark on whether you're going to get back to home or not. The first thing in every consideration, the first base of every priority of everything you do, whether it's a job, it's a temptation, it's an opportunity, it's a vacation. The first base is always loving relationships. No matter what's going on, you have to put loving relationships at the top of your game. You always put that first in your life. And it's not just loving relationships, it's loving relationships in a proper order. So the first loving relationship you want to make sure is completely intact is loving God. With all your heart, with all your might, with all Do I love, am I loving God through this temptation, through this opportunity, through this challenge, through this vacation, through the, am I putting my love for God first in the way I'm going about doing this? The second one is, am I loving my spouse if I have one? Am I loving my spouse in the things that I am doing? Is he or she at the top of my priorities as I try to round these bases? The third one is, am I loving my family? If you have children or parents or grandchildren, and then your extended family, and then your neighbors, and then your enemies, that's first base. 
whatever's pitched to you, you hit it and you run. And as you're running, you're saying, whatever I'm going to do, I always have to remember that I went to first base first. It's if I, if I leave it to go to second, it's still with me because I had to go there first. All right. So in my life, no matter what's going on, I try. Sometimes I fail to always put loving people ahead of anything else. Okay. So if I have an opportunity to become a, the president of, of, of uh, Zambia, I have to say, do I love God first in that opportunity? Do I love my wife? Do I love my kids? Do I love my neighbors? Do I love my enemies in that opportunity? Will I love them? Okay. So first base, it's always going to be people over programs, people over everything. If you get that in your mind, you've already embarked on success because those are the two great commandments. People over all of that. All right, so you've got that set, first base. Now you're going to progress to second. And second's going to, might blow your mind and uh, what I'm going to suggest. But to me, I think it makes the most sense. We have to be pragmatic as Christians. And we can't just be uh, so heavenly minded. We're no earthly good. And what I mean by that is not what, remember, we put God first here on first base. But it just means that we take some responsibility And second base, I want you to just put the word maintenance. Maintenance. Okay? People ask me, how do you do what you do? This is my order. Relationships first. God and then people. Second base, maintenance. Maintenance of what? Everything that requires maintenance. Everything that requires it. Okay? So we have bodies that we have to maintain. I know looking at me, you think I don't maintain my body, but I do. I just don't get the results I want, but I maintain it through whatever's necessary to keep it relatively healthy. You have a mind, so you want to maintain your intellectual capacities. You have a spirit, so you want to maintain your spiritual capacities. That means you're reading the word. That means you're praying. You're, 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 you're maintaining the things that you've been given and you have to give them attention. Uh, you maintain your home, your physical things. You maintain uh, the, the, the things around you in order to have freedom to move on to other things, to third base and to home. So you got to maintain. And so you got to pay your bills and you have to work your job. You have to give maintenance. And, and I'll just tell you, you know, a, a, a tidy home gives you a tidy mind. And it clears things up. So you you want to maintain the physical things around you. And this second base is kind of strange to many Christians. They are so spiritually driven that they'll they'll do things like not have a job and and just rely on the Lord to provide for them. When Paul says, if you don't work, you don't eat. Maintenance is vital for the success of you to score the points you want in your life. So take the time to, to do your taxes. Take the time to keep yourself healthy. Take the time to get your teeth fixed. Maintenance. And if you have a spouse, you have to maintain that relationship. If you have children, you have to maintain what's going on with them. So you have to include all that, all the while loving first, and then maintenance, all right? The third base that you're going to run to, once you've got all this down, uh, and it might not be that important to you when you think of it in a literal sense, but it's creative expression. And that does not just mean art. 
It can be creative expression in your home, in a hobby, in a, something you do in the yard. It's, uh, it, it, and, it, and it kind of flows over to maintenance too. It might be gardening. And the maintenance part of gardening is the weeding, right? And, but you don't do the weeding and you don't do the gardening and you don't do the maintaining if there's a problem with somebody in your life relative to love. So you keep balancing it. Okay. You say, I'm loving fam, God and family and friends and neighbors and enemies. I'm maintaining things. Now I have the time and the, and the opportunity to uh, be creative. And, and, and it might be in writing. It might be in, 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 in art like I like. It might be in any personal representation in the work that you do, in the life that you live. God is the great creator. So to me, third base is that made in his image, we should be creating too. So express yourself. You might be someone who works as a trash collector, which is a great job because it pays well, has great benefits, and I'm grateful for them. And as a trash collector, be creative. Do things that are new and innovative in your walk. You're made in his image. Do it. So we got first base. We've got second base. We have third base. And now we're running to score the point. You've hit all the bases. And it's important if you want to, if you want to score the point, because if you don't, you're, uh, if you don't hit all those bases, you're not going to score. So you got to keep those things in order. And the third one, I mean, the fourth one, home plate, which is kind of purposeful, is leisure. Or leisure is what we say in America. Leisure is probably the better pronunciation of it. And leisure means once you've made sure your relationships are right, once you've taken care of maintaining the things in your home and your life, in relationships, and once you're creatively expressing yourself along those ways, you take time to relax and have leisure. Christ departed into the wilderness. And while he was there, he showed love to his father, first base. He maintained his spiritual relationship there, second base. He came back and creatively did things among the people, third base. But he always had that leisure time involved. Because if you are all work and no play, you will become a very dead boy. So you got to have that leisure. And it means some entertainment, some travel. It might mean athletics for you, playing on a sports team or going out to dinner or gaming or just relaxing out in the yard. I don't know. Whatever escapes that that you have to help you balance out the base running that you've just done. And as I said, this could be a single minute in your life where you hit first, second, third, and home. And that is how you do it. Or it could be a full day of your life as you're thinking, okay, where's my, where's my first base? How am I doing on second? Am I okay to go to third? Am I okay to now come home and relax? You see? And so all of that is at work to help you Produce fruit, not only for God by the Spirit in love, which is first base, but also as a human being who's been given responsibilities as a Christian to not just be some person who is just given up because Jesus is coming back and is going to take you. Obviously, Christians for 2,000 years should have more on the ball. And this doesn't mean that you are doing first, second, third, or home plate alone you're always including your relationship with God and, and family and friends and neighbors uh, in every mix, every single thing that you're doing. But all of those things will lead 
to you being a productive person in the area you want to be productive in. First base, relations, loving relationships. Second place, maintaining the things in your life that require maintenance. That's probably the biggest one, really. First base is the hardest one. Second base is the biggest one. Third base is the funnest one. And fourth base is the most uh, regenerating one that helps you to recover and to get ready to swing at the next opportunity that's pitched your way.